Hey there, I'm Lauren, and you're listening to The Podcast Manager Show, a podcast for podcast managers. Each week, we cover the technical and tactical aspects of running a profitable podcast manager business. With over 90,000 new shows starting each month, podcast managers are in demand. I mean, in demand. And I'm here to help you land your dream clients while reaching your monthly income goals without working like crazy. Are you ready? Let's get to today's episode. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Podcast Manager Show. I am your host, Lauren, and today we are talking about people-pleasing. My goodness, this is a conversation that comes up oftentimes when I talk one-on-one with you, when I'm talking to my students inside the Podcast Manager program, whether that's on coaching calls or whenever we are talking one-on-one. And it's not surprising that we have to talk about people-pleasing because number one, I talk to a lot of women and women tend to label themselves as people-pleasers more than men do. And also because we are freelancers, we own our own businesses. And so we don't necessarily have someone telling us, hey, you don't have to go above and beyond here. You don't have to people-please here, you know? And that is one thing that we are going to touch on in this episode together is understanding appropriate expectations and appropriate boundaries as a freelancer, because it's different than your nine to five. And that's a good thing. But it also means that you have to be both the CEO and the worker in holding yourself accountable to creating a really good work environment for yourself. So people pleasing Let's chat about it. Let's kick this off by first asking ourselves, what do we want to accomplish when we people please? Why is it, right, that we people please? And as I thought about this, and I you know, I was reading some articles on people pleasing and some what tips, you know, these articles were sharing. And a lot of them were based on like friendships and, you know, maybe romantic relationships. Weren't really talking about work though. So I thought that that was really interesting is that, of course, we run into people pleasing in work. We, you know, if you people please in one place, you're probably doing it in in another place. Um, But what are we trying to accomplish when we people please? Well, we're we're trying to keep our clients happy, right? Where we we just want them to be satisfied. We want to serve them well. So that can come out of really the kindness of our heart. But it also can be kind of like, oh, my gosh, I just want them to kind of go away. (laughs) Let's just please them and then everybody's okay, and I can go do something else. The other thing that we're trying to do is to avoid hard conversations or uncomfortable conversations, maybe because we just don't have the energy to deal with it right then or because we're not really sure how to deal with it. So it's easier, for example, to say yes. I can do a little bit of extra work here and just do it and get it done than it is to say, actually, that's outside of our contract. I can send you a price for that. Would you be interested in that? Because then you have to cut, you have to put yourself out there. It's a little bit uncomfortable and you have to have that short conversation and it's easier, right? We can all agree it's easier to just say yes. But over time, it not only becomes burdensome to always say yes to requests like that. But it also weighs us down and 
I see this firsthand that it really breaks down the relationship. When you don't stay true to what you want, you start feeling resentful to the client and it breaks that relationship down. And that's the interesting thing about people pleasing is that when we say yes, or when we do what the client wants and not what we necessarily think is right, it doesn't actually lead them to be happy all the time. Like if that's the goal, if we just want our clients to be happy, if that's the goal, saying yes and doing what they want to do all the time is actually not the best approach, right? Let's say that you have a client that says, okay, I need a break this month. Let's repurpose some old Facebook lives. All right, we've talked about this strategy before. It's great to have things kind of in the wings in case your client needs a break if they're feeling a little burnt out. But let's be honest, repurposing old Facebook lives, if we're talking old, let's say that they're like from a year or more, what are the quality of these lives? <laughs> and is it really something that's going to be a good thing for their listeners to listen to? So let's say you decide, you know what, this is really not going to be effective for their show to keep growing. In fact, I think it'd be better if they just recorded a quick episode explaining why they're taking a month off. And that would serve their audience better than just kind of throwing something up on the podcast, right? That's not always the case, but let's say that this is the case in this example. Well, if you want to just be a people pleaser, then you say, oh yeah, love that idea. Let's do the Facebook Lives, even though you know it's actually not the best idea. Ultimately, when you just keep saying yes to these ideas maybe that your client has, their show doesn't do as well. Why? Because their ideas are not always the best ideas. <laughs> And so they end up not being very happy because their show is not doing well, right? So saying yes is easy, but it doesn't actually lead to our clients being happy or satisfied long-term. And when we take the easy approach, just like most things in life, we can be just kicking the can down the road and we have to get to it eventually, right? We have to deal with it at some point <laughs> to deal with the problem, we have to deal with the fact that our clients have added on things to our packages or we have to deal with the fact that our clients keep asking us to do extra work or that they expect us to you know, respond to their messages super quick. Eventually, we have to deal with it. And if we don't deal with it with a conversation, then we deal with it by, again, feeling resentful and letting go of that client. So... If our goal is to maintain a solid relationship with our client and serve them well, then having healthy boundaries for yourself is really the most effective approach. So let's talk about three action steps that you can take to tame your people pleasing. Number one, we have to talk about expectations and boundaries. We have to understand and set our own expectations and boundaries in our businesses. And as I talked about in the very beginning of this chat, is that we first have to understand what's normal as far as expectations and what's acceptable in the freelancing space. Because we just might not know, right? Many of us are new to the freelancing space and we might not realize that things are more acceptable here than they maybe are in your nine to five. 
So in order to do this, you really want to talk to other freelancers and other podcast managers about what is acceptable. What are the expectations between them and their clients? What expectations have they set? And what boundaries have they set? This can be so interesting and shocking at times. For example, when I first got into the freelancing space, I kind of heard through the grapevine that you didn't need to give back to your clients right after they sent you a message. That was actually something that I was worried about back then was I was home with my daughters all day. They were young. I didn't know how the day was going to go. What if I can't get back to my client if they message me? What if I can't get back to them for four hours? Surely that's not going to be good, right? Or what if I can't get back to them before 5 p.m. end of day? Surely that's not going to be all right. But what I found through talking to other freelancers is, no, I mean, 24 hours, 36 hours, that's totally fine. And I realized, okay, great, this can work for me, right? I can get back to someone within 24 to 36 hours. And that can be further extended with podcast management is that you really don't have to get back to them immediately because most things with the podcast are not urgent. In the virtual assistant space, sometimes things need to be gotten to earlier because it's just there's just tasks that have to get done, you know, more, more timely. But with podcast management, not so much, which is obviously a great perk. In addition to understanding what's normal and what's acceptable when it comes to expectations and boundaries, you then want to be clear with yourself on your expectations of yourself and the boundaries that you are going to set with your clients. This is where the wheels can kind of fall off in that you kind of maybe have like a fuzzy idea of like what you would want. Like you want the client to get you their materials, their audio information for the episode. You want them to get it to you five days in advance, but you you really haven't like put a real number around it. Just like, well, you know, just get it to me like kind of, you know, early <laughs> with enough time so I can do it. When we're clear with ourselves, then not only can we be clear with our clients, but we then can uphold that boundary. Hey there, I wanted to interrupt this episode with a quick message for you. If you are listening to this show, then you are either wanting to become a podcast manager or currently a podcast manager. And I wanted to invite you to my free masterclass where I show you how to become a profitable podcast manager without working more than 20 hours per week. So in this masterclass, I break down what it would look like for you to be making three to 5K per month working as a podcast manager without working more than 20 hours a week. Not only do I break that down, but I also talk about the three myths that I used to believe that was keeping me away from being a profitable podcast manager and that you might be believing as well. That and I share all the details about my podcast manager program. So if you're interested in learning more, learning the three myths that might be keeping you away from becoming a profitable podcast manager, or you just want to see what does it take to be a profitable podcast manager, then grab a seat to my masterclass. I would love to see you there. Just head to laurenwrighton.com forward slash masterclass and it'll show the next available time. Okay, awesome. That is it. Go sign up for the masterclass. I cannot wait to see you there. Let's get back to the episode. 
So let's say we tell our clients, I need everything for the episode a week before that episode's going to go out. Okay, great. We're clear with ourselves and we're clear with our clients. Then before they get you anything late, you want to know what are you going to say? How are you going to handle it if they get those materials to you late? Okay, so you say, I told them seven days, but if they can get it to me within five, then I can still publish it on time. If they get it to me after five days, then I have to push it to the next week because I just cannot deal with a turnaround time that's less than five days. Let's say that that is the case for you. And I really mean this. This can be different for each of us, right? Some of us are okay with a three-day turnaround. Sometimes five days is right for you. Sometimes seven days, right? You get to pick this number, which is really incredible. And I want you to feel the freedom in that. I want you to choose that number for you and stick with it because the tough part is holding yourself accountable. (laughs) It's not the client. It's you holding yourself accountable. You have to be, like I said, you have to be your own manager. So be prepared for when it happens that seven days rolls around and materials are due and you don't have anything. And then, you know, maybe the next day you could message them and say, hey, I don't have an episode for you this week. If you can get it to me by tomorrow, I can still publish it on time. If I get it after tomorrow, I'll have to push it out to the next week. And you are so clear with them. Not only do you get to give them a little bit of grace, which again, it's, that's not required here, in my opinion. You don't have to give them grace. They already knew about the time frame beforehand. But if you have that wiggle room, you get to tell them, hey, if you send it to me now, I can do it. But if you send it to me after tomorrow, I have to push it out. It's very clear. And you can send that. Me- you can just have that message typed out somewhere where you can just copy and paste it. <laughs> you don't even have to type it. And maybe that sounds silly right now listening to me. But when you're in this position, if you are a people pleaser, it is the hardest message to send. Instead, maybe what we do is we don't say anything. We just wait to see when it comes in. And it's the day before the episode's due and we still don't have anything. Okay, wait, are they skipping this episode? I don't know. I'm not going to (laughs) ask. Right? Instead, have that message ready to go. Send it when it's the right time. And only you can decide when that right time is. But I gave you an example and you could totally run with that because it works great. The last step of this understanding and setting your own expectations and setting your own boundaries. The last piece of this is that I want you to keep a list of times that you have enforced your boundaries. You've uphold your expectations for yourself. I want you to journal on what happened and how it made you feel. So when you did that, did your client say, get out, (laughs) get out of here? No, probably not. How did it make you feel when you sent that message? Maybe it was nerve wracking when you sent it, but then you probably thought, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I sent that because now I don't have to wait until they just send it to me, the materials, right? I I don't have to wait. I now am putting myself back in control of the situation and it feels good. So that is really the bonus step here is to just keep, maybe a sheet of paper next to your computer or whatever is going to work for you so that you can keep a kind of journal of when you have upheld your boundaries. What happened and how did it make you feel? Because that is going to reinforce this behavior 
And whenever you can uphold your own boundaries and expectations, oh my gosh, that is when you hit like next level, like you are a CEO now. (laughs) You are the CEO of you when you can do this well. Okay, that was number one. Your second action step when it comes to being a people pleaser is learn to say thanks. Okay, so I didn't say learn to say no, because no is not always the right response, right? It's not always a yes or no question. So it's not no. I want you to learn to say thanks. What I mean by that is we want to get out of the knee-jerk reaction of saying yes. So whenever a client asks you, hey, I'm so sorry, can you do this episode last minute? Oh, yeah, that's totally fine, right? That's just, It's just instinctual for some of us. Me, one of them. I'm totally that way. What I learned many years ago from one of my mentors, Shalene Johnson, she said one of the ways that she really broke through her people-pleasing tendencies was instead of saying yes when someone asked her to do something, she would say, thank you for thinking of me. Let me look at my schedule and I'll get back to you. I have that memorized now because I have meditated (laughs) on it for so many years. When you are just a go-getter, as I know many of you are, and people come to you, right? When you're a really great podcast manager, your clients will come to you with things. And it will feel really good to say yes in the moment. But as we said, it's not always the right answer. And I want you to be able to make really great choices for yourself in your business. So instead of saying yes, You say, thank you so much for thinking of me. Let me think about this. Let me look at my schedule. Let me put a price together for you. Let me do this and I'll get back to you. Because that gives you some time. It gets you out of that reaction mode and it gives you some time to think about what is actually gonna be the best bet for you and for the client. If you haven't already, write this phrase down. And again, set it next to your computer so you can have it ready to go. Thank you for thinking of me. Let me look at my schedule and I'll get back to you. So it doesn't, not always schedule. It could be, let me give this some thought and I'll get back to you. Fill in the blank for what is gonna make the most sense in the situation that you're in. One of the most important things that I wanna remind you is that when you say no, when you don't say yes, It isn't mean. It isn't selfish. It's actually the best way to serve both you and the client. And if our goal is to develop and maintain a healthy working relationship, then that is what we want. We want to be able to say both yes and no and all the responses in between. We want to give ourselves a minute to think about what the best response is. All right, my third action tip for you is that if you feel like looking for others' approval is a theme in your life, for some of you, people-pleasing might just be just kind of a habit that you grew up with, and it doesn't go a lot deeper than that. And you just need to have some of these practices in place for you to break through it in your podcast management business. But others, this is a real theme, and it's hard to even know what you want because you're so used to looking to others for how they want things to be done, right? Just looking for that approval from someone else. So if you really feel like this is a theme in your life and you feel like you could benefit from therapy, I say go for it. Start that process of finding a therapist this week. Or if you already have one, put this down as something that you need to talk about next time. (laughs) 
But start that process of finding a therapist this week so you can break through this. It's so cool that as freelancers and business owners, we can have the freedom to create any sort of work environment that we want for ourselves, right? We are the masters. We are the artists. We have a beautiful blank canvas in front of us. And it feels like it's a blank canvas, but really we sometimes can pull in these tendencies of a nine to five mindset or people pleasing tendencies. And it makes us feel like we actually don't have as much freedom or much control over our situation, although we do. So if you were to create any sort of work environment for yourself, what would it look like? What clients would you attract? What would feel like a healthy environment for you? I want you to think that through and then go start creating it for yourself. I truly believe that you can create so many different styles of businesses as a podcast manager. And I want you to understand that I want you to feel the freedom to do that for yourself. I would love to know how you use these action steps in your business this week. Please let me know over on Instagram. I am at Lauren Wrighton. And thank you so much for being here today, listening to the show, hanging out with me. I know that there are so many other podcasts that you could be listening to right now. And so it is not lost on me how cool it is that you chose this show. Thanks again. And I will talk to you very soon. I'm so glad that you joined me for this episode. Before you go, if you want to start making $5,000 a month without taking on a million clients, I have a special masterclass that is free just for you. Go get all the information, grab your seat at laurenwrighton.com forward slash masterclass, and I'll see you there.